Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Recap. This is episode 134. Nick and Jake are here hanging out today. Say hi, Jake. How's it going, everybody? We're doing great here. Thank you. Sort of rhetorical. Sort of rhetorical, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's great to be back. Uh, another week. We we keep filming at very... Or filming. Uh, <laughs> recording at very odd times. Uh in the middle of weeks and I feel like I'm like going through like the ebbs and flow of the work week and then I kind of we kind of like you know hit me at different points sometimes it's like a Sunday night and I'm like mad with the Sunday scaries and then we got like there's like Tuesdays where I'm kind of like all right we're getting there we're close to the end Thursday usually a pretty good day for me I'm I'm usually pretty excited tomorrow I might take a half day just because I feel pretty spent after this week, which I don't even know why I haven't been doing a ton of stuff. It's a lot of what I have to do is like move around quite a bit to different sites and things throughout the Bay area. And I think the travel kind of wears away at me, not knowing necessarily where I'm going to end up week to week without being able to sort of plan things out. But we're here. It's a Thursday night. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be up, but, uh, happy thirsty Thursday, happy triple, uh, happy tippa. Thursday. Yes, that is a that is a fueled by hopsism. So I am I am very much in the uh, in the loop with this one. I have a beer that I go Nick ABV wise. So tippas are generally going to be at that ten percent mark. Uh, This one specifically is ten and a half, but it's a name I can't really pronounce, and I'm going to try it anyway because everybody loves to hear me try to pronounce shit because I can't talk for. My own the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh in you really comes out exactly. So I'm going to try. This is the lupus salicarius salicarius salicarius. I don't know. It's a you nailed it. You absolutely yeah. nailed it. I know for a fact that you nailed. That. I know. Me too. Uh, so this is actually a collab beer between Equilibrium and Mortalis in New York. So. This is a triple, uh, I'm assuming it's got a lot of lupulin powder in it because it's called lupus, so that makes sense. Um, That's just like of or relating to hops, right? Like the, the, the like lupulin is like a, is like a, is like one of the things in a hop. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. So that's correct. It is. Uh, I, believe, but, I don't know. I'd have to so, fact check myself. I'm not going to do that live because uh, there's only two of us, so we have to keep the conversation going. Correct. But uh, I, I know Lupulin. If I got that wrong, I probably sound like a dumbass if I did. I know Lupulin powder is popular in place of like dry hopping or like hops in the whirlpool. Is you use the Lupulin powder to get that same effect? Maybe a little bit higher. Um, not. Like bitterness, maybe. I, I mean, like flavor, a little, little bit stronger flavors. All right. So, so I'm just going to say we're going to do some research. We're going to come back to you next week. We'll have a better answer as far as what the hell that is, why you should care about it, why we <laughs> care about it. And maybe we won't sound like idiots next week. After right. Some research. <laughs> uh, you really put me on the spot. So shout out to you for doing that. Um, also, shout out to Equilibrium and the other brewery, which I don't remember the name of already. Mortalis. Uh, Equilibrium Mortalis. Equilibrium is a, a power player when it comes to craft beer on the East Coast. And I've had some of their stuff actually out here. They sell them for very steep prices. I've bought solo cans of some Equilibrium stuff 
Um, but a lot of their, their doubles are, are very good. I don't like them quite as much as other half, at least from the stuff that I've had and can remember. But I think they're kind of on the same playing field when it comes to size, I want to say. Yeah, I would say... styles of beer. Other half is probably a little bit bigger because they have like four locations now. But Equilibrium definitely has grown quite a bit in the last couple of years. And I think that a lot of people... and Well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I think that some people see that as a falling off, which I'll never understand. I'll never get to that point with... Oh, they ramped up production, so their beer isn't as good. I don't think that that's really the case. I think that you're just pissed off that more people are getting your your hype beers, and you're you're butthurt about it. You know, so interesting that you say that, Nick, because I know that you're a big promote, uh, obviously a big proponent of of you know the local and micro type places, and you, you have like the the places like Goose Island and things who have eventually grown big enough. To, in order to be, you know, consumed by Anheuser Busch or Miller Coors, and it's it's sort of interesting because people really toe the line there. I mean, I get that that you're really like taking a taking a dive to go into like the full big beer realm whenever you get purchased, but I think that people are in it for different reasons. You know what I mean? I think that some people some people see that as being successful, right? I think that some people would would consider that, uh, you know. A, a huge progression from where you were. I mean, I, the goal, I think for me, if I were to own a brewery, I mean, I, you know, I could be wrong and we can definitely talk to some of the people that we know that do. Our goal would always be to get the beer out to as many people as possible, at least in my, in my view. Right. I think that that's, that's exciting. Right. Is when, is when a lot of people are talking about your product in in whatever realm that you're in, whatever industry really Right. And um, not that you need to not that you need to sacrifice uh, who you are or what you do or like your morals to do so. But I don't think that it's always a bad thing. I mean, I, I don't hate that I can get Lagunitas IPA wherever I go, for example. Right. And they, they seem to have gone about it in, in a better way than some other people. But it's not all about the money. But again, I mean, I think that there, there are business decisions that get made every day that are, are probably tough for some people to hear and, and go through because you are, you, I mean, you are definitely making a sacrifice, but it's, it's whether or not you can maintain some of your creativity and some of your ownership over what it is that you're making um, that would make you successful. And, and it's different for everybody. Yeah, uh, and I think, I, I think you're in the right thought process there. I, I really do. Um, so... One of the things, and, and this is just kind of spurring off this topic, um, the the Goose Islands of the world, right? Like these people are still employed by Goose Island. They're still, I mean, they're owned by Anheuser Busch. Let's let's call a spade a spade, right? But what I'm thinking, and what I mean by why I'm going to kind of toe the line here on my own, uh, you know, hard line, is there are very um, ambitious and very creative minds at work in these places to bring you these rare release beers. Now, granted they are mass produced and granted they are probably changing from the original product that you got when they were small beer, but you have this, like, I mean, the end of the day, you're still paying your bills. You're still making your craft. You're still, you're still expanding your knowledge. You're still putting out 
good product. So I guess that there is kind of a balance there, right? Like one of the things that I will say is I know that Goose Island specifically, this is just because I'm, I'm thinking in that vein. I, you could name any other of the, some, some of these places that got bought up, but Goose Island for one, I know their barrel program is still produced in house at their Chicago brewery. Right. And the people that work on that are very, very proud of it, right? Like it's one of those things that you bring this to the table because it goes up against some of the best craft beer stouts in the world and comes out on top consistently. Every year it's the same. Every year it's a new variant that they're putting out. There's a new test product. There's some sort of like this year they did that local release where they had a uh, different code on the bottle for what barrels it was aged in and stuff like that. Like it's cool. It's, it's niche. It's, it's very like, uh, collecting the, the, you know, Pokemon of craft beer. Like you're like, Oh, nobody's going to have this. There's going to be 16 people in the world that got this beer, blah, 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 whatever. But goose Island as a microcosm for big beer that bought up craft beer. I think that they're kind of an outlier in the fact that they are still holding true to some of their products, even though 312 is available at Giant Eagle six months after it's brewed, like that kind of thing. So it's a balance, right? And it's also about respect and, and understanding that these people are working for a living. They're not just sitting there making shit beer and forcing you to drink it at baseball games or, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's it's very much this this balance of, yeah, they, they're still the small guy, working for the big guy they're they're basically sucked into the man's vacuum you know yeah I, no, I can definitely agree um you made a lot of good points there i think again it, it, it's different for everybody and i would love to really get somebody who works in big deer uh, in terms of somebody for, you know maybe somebody from goose island or somebody from some of these other people who have been bought up um and and hear their takes on it because there, there are a ton of pros and cons, right? I'm sure that, that a lot of them still feel uh, that they're given the opportunity to be as creative as they, they have always been. But at the same time, you know, they, they're sort of in some ways looked down upon from people who are like really into the craft scene, really care a lot about supporting the local craft scene. So I think that this is probably a good time to transition into what we wanted to talk about initially, which, as is really tradition with this podcast, local stuff. Locals. Right? The locals local, are at it lo- again. Hashtag, hashtag the locals are always at it. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, a, a time in the world that is, is tough for a lot of people. It's really... I mean, it's completely unprecedented in, in pretty much every way, especially, you know, you can, you can look back to the 1920s pandemic or whatever it is, but it's, it's just a completely different society. It's a completely different way that people are, are kind of processing everything that's happening. And most of the but, people who lived through that are not with us anymore. Let's be real honest about that, Well, too. that's true, Ex- except for maybe like a handful of people. You hear those crazy stories about people who have survived like, you know, diphtheria and yellow fever, and then also the coronavirus. And it's like, these people are, are immortal, I'm convinced. Right, yeah. Um, but again, back to sort of where, where we want to take this podcast here. It's, 
it's a great time to get out and and sort of look toward the this idea of community, right? This idea of looking around, seeing the the people that need your support more than some of these other places that are are you know under normal circumstances sort of take the business of, of, you know, places that you should be supporting. Right. Yeah. I kind of see where you're going with that. Uh, It it comes to like, so uh, I guess I want to take a step back from that, from that particular part of this, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about this every week, right? We're, we're, we're the little guys supporting the little guys. Right. And there's a lot of tumultuous waters, right now or uh, like uh, everything's really murky. (laughs) Um, I don't want to say that tumultuous isn't the right word there. Um, So there's a lot of, it's abnormal. Yeah. There's a lot of that we're living in are very abnormal. There's a lot of things that you have to pivot to while thinking about like what's going on in the world, right? Everything is up in the air right now. Everything is tough. Everybody's going through some shit. This is, one of those things that you can kind of like grasp and, and hold on to and really, you know, build virtue around. And I want to, I say virtue on the fact that this is something that should not go away when we get back to normal quote unquote, you know, there's not something that you just forget about your fellow neighbor. And, And I really feel like the, as shitty as this situation is as absolutely terrible as this last year has been. One of the things that shines through is that I've gotten to know my neighbors. I've gotten to know the local sandwich shop. I've gotten to support these businesses that are people busting their ass every day to stay afloat and not just go to the Walmarts of the world or the um, Targets or Giant Eagles, Home Depots, you know, whatever you want to, all the big brands that are out there are going to get through this without any sort of negative blowback, right? But what it really comes down to is the the, the big guys are going to be the big guys, right? You're, you're always going to have these corporations, these large entities that are holding most of the power, Right. But what we see now is that there is a flex from the little guy, right? There, there's that, that uppercut on, you know, Glass Joe in the first round of the, uh, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out, right? Like you're, you're, you're the little guy, you're coming into the ring, you're trying your best, you're getting there, you're making the strides, you're doing the right things. And really what this situation has done is changed how we look through the lens, right? Everything before this point in our lives, and I, I don't want to get philosophical about this. I'm not trying to, to pontificate here. But what I do want to say is there's a point where you can really get to know personally someone who is providing you a service or uh, a product or some sort of need that you have. Right. And it gets to like the smallest possible person, right? Like, or the smallest possible entity. And what I mean by that is there are these pop-up things that are happening everywhere. 
And so I want to specifically call out a couple of things just, just based on my recent experiences with people who are, you know, just doing stuff on their own or, you know, trying different things and, and really just putting themselves out there. Um, so I want to give an example of an Instagram account that uh, Sarah picked up on. It was a, you know, hey, follow this person. They make soup. And that's literally what it was. Uh, so I'm going to shout out Brothmonger on Instagram. Uh, she is currently shut down. Yeah. Uh, apparently she got hit with a uh, cease and desist from the Pennsylvania Department of Health uh, because she's selling soup out of her house and not a legitimate kitchen. But the uh, we've gotten a couple of her soups and they were phenomenal. Um, really enjoy the uh, the avant garde kind of attack at it you know like it's it's this like she's basically posting uh, what happens is she'll post like once a week and say hey i have this soup for sale how much do you want drop into my dms and tell me and i'll get it to you and you go and you go and you pick it up at a at a cooler outside of her house and like that's how you get your soup but these types of things are happening all over the place like uh the beer glass group that i'm a part of is uh just a great community, number one. Uh, but number two, they like they do a lot of charity work. We do we do um, a bunch of giveaways and stuff like that with within the craft beer realm, right? It's it's all you know beer glasses and like uh, empty collectibles, right? As it were. And but the thing is, like we uh, so we lost a member over the weekend. Um, it was a tough situation, honestly. Uh, this is not something that. I really thought that I'd be bringing up, but um, if you need help, want to talk to somebody, need to talk to somebody, please do. Uh, honestly, there's lots of help out there for anything that you're going through. Um, if you guys, I, I mean, if anybody wants to talk to us, shoot us a DM. I, I'm in, I'm on my phone constantly. I will respond to you. Uh, but mental health is super important, and it's something that I definitely want to bring up because over the past couple of days here since this happened. Uh, we had a uh, fund started through the uh, American Federation uh, or American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and we've raised over $5,000 in three days. So that's something that is a big part of this group. But what I'm getting at here with the small business or the small uh, th- type of things, there's a guy that makes uh, hot sauces, right? And so he posts in the group. He says, Hey, I got these hot sauces for sale. Uh, you know, 20 bucks gets you all three or 25. I think it was gets you all three sauces. I'll mail them out to you. Shipping included like that kind of thing. And I, uh, I made some breakfast burritos for dinner tonight and they were fucking bomb because this mango habanero sauce just takes it to the next level. So there's a lot of stuff that you can be doing and, I mean, even if it's just you, you know, brewing your beer in your basement and selling it to a couple of buddies or, or having a couple of friends try it out and pass around a couple extra bottles, like that's what that's what craft beer is to me is that it's this this community support system, right? Like it's this it's it's this growing thing that really just brings out the best in everyone, um, and and that's why I want to tie it back into our conversation because there's not a whole lot that is bad about this community at this point, you know, like there's really, you don't get those bad eggs like you do with uh, like other stuff. I I don't, I don't have a specific example right at this second, but that's something that 
Like you walk into these breweries and you might see the head brewer from another brewery chilling there at the bar, having a beer or, you know, talking shop with the owner or whatever it is. You know, there's, there's this, this general, we're all in this, t- oh God, I hate saying that. I really hate that phrase. Yeah, we are, but we are, we yeah. are. Um, so I just, I just want to follow up. I want to say, um, it's just as, as a caveat to what I'm about to say, I hope that people are following the right channels on as far as getting their products out go. Yes. No, absolutely. All, all appropriate laws and things like that. Um, and you know, it's one thing if you keep it to a small enough level that you can kind of just like ship some stuff out to your friends. It's a different thing to actually make it a, a, a full business Right, you don't want to be kind of taking risks and and getting yourself in trouble with the law to just to sell, you know, some cups of soup or something. Not not to call that person out specifically, um, but I think it, it sort of it, it sort of just reinforces the point that people who who work locally who kind of just like burn the candle at both ends to make things work will go to extreme lengths and, and, and we'll figure things out, right? The local players are always out to figure out how to make things work. And we talked about this a lot at the beginning of the pandemic when people had shifted from selling beer out of their tap rooms to canning things, to pouring growlers, to pouring crowlers, stuff like that. It's, it's really cool to see people kind of easily not easily transitioning but making the transition to hey we have to do something different because this is something that is completely unprecedented something that has never happened before and it really just goes to show you how creative people within this this local sphere of you know food and beverage especially but also you know people that that do you know that sell i don't know like sweaters and like they knit things and they make art and they do all of these things, right? Like it's, it's sort of always been around, right? You can find these types of things on like Etsy, like that, like some of these websites that kind of promote like the, the small like players and things, but even more so now when people are absolutely forced to make changes to the way that they do things, they're really taking advantage of their ingenuity when it comes to developing new ideas and ways to get their product into people's hands. Yeah, it's very much. I the... really love to see it. I, I especially with craft beer. I mean, people have means of getting craft beer out to people. Like, obviously, craft beer is one of those things that's just like it's on this 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 trajectory that's pretty much unprecedented when it comes to popularity and then the way that it keeps capturing market share from from a lot of these bigger people and. There are places that are, are bigger that, that have a little more flexibility in what it is they can do and, and their means of, of getting their product out. But it's the small players, the people that have just started within the last year, the people who, who haven't even yet opened a tap room because they, they were intending to open it during the, the worst pandemic in the history of the world. Right, right, right. yep. But they're still, they're still finding ways to do things. They're still persevering and are where they are. I mean, and, and that's not to say that people aren't going to collapse, right? I mean, I I still think that there's this way, there's this secondary wave, this like aftershock, if you will, from this pandemic that will cause a lot of places that we've been to, to kind of close down or reevaluate what they're doing. But 
right now it's 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 encouraging to see people kind of just carry on right i mean this is that's like the 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 biggest message that i can give to anybody and and i've struggled with it too i know that you have i know that a lot of people in our family i mean regardless of of your situation right now yours you're having trouble with what's going on i mean it's it's not easy on anybody um and 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 like you were saying as far as mental health goes please if you need to reach out to somebody and get help, please do. There are so many resources. We can include links to resources with this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And we will. It's, it's super important. But again, it, it sort of just look around you. Look at the people who um, are in maybe not a similar situation to you, but, but who are these small people who are trying to just, just get by right now that are doing really cool things. Um, it, it's uplifting. It's, it makes you hopeful, I think, about the future. And I'm excited to see when things do start get, getting back to, you know, similar to where it was before that a lot of these things kind of like take hold and, 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 and really start to change the way that we think about, um, you know, all, like commerce in a lot of ways in general, right? But just, just the means of interacting with people. <laughs> And I think it's really cool to to find a lot of these people on Instagram. I mean, you're saying that you found some some accounts on Instagram and things like that that you can like buy a soup off of. And again, it's a one caveat, specific yeah. reference. Reference the caveat about five minutes before what I'm saying now. But <laughs> people people are just being smart about it. People are people are you know that could be the 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 jump start that somebody needs to really start a business and something that that can be successful and i love to see it cuz we we as people who are generating content to to support the craft beer community we don't really have jobs we don't do jobs that are are like super creative like that and it's it's cool to see people who have just this this like this like extra gear that they can go to and and just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love to see that. One of the things that, that always kind of sticks in my mind is the, uh, it's a, it's super cliche and I, I really even don't like saying it, but the, uh, you know, uh, diamonds start as coal, right? Like pressure builds character pressure, uh, like any sort of like, uh, what's the word? Um, adversity, adversity. That's it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Word of the day. I was going to get there. Adversity causes influential change, right? Like you come up against something, you're going to push through it, right? That's the human condition. That is absolutely what we are put on this earth for. And I, again, I don't want to pontificate, but you're out here busting your ass doing something cool like that. And we want to support you. So if there's anything that I'm missing on the internet, which uh, is a lot, uh, let us know about it. Like, uh, you guys got any cool, like craft, uh, like people that are making like candles that smell like craft beer or like stuff like, like just weird stuff, like anything like that. Like I, I'd be, I'd be down to support like, cause yeah, I mean, we are focused around craft beer, but I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm all about supporting black owned businesses, especially now, uh, you know, people who are doing cool things really in every industry. Yes. And if there are if there are resources that we can promote um, that have collections of these types of businesses and people who are doing cool stuff, send them our way. We'll we'll gladly include you know tags to anything that anybody wants to to send over to us. Yeah, to help support anybody who 
is doing cool stuff and, and is, is really trying to stay afloat now. Hopefully, most of the places that we love and continue to support will make it through this pandemic. And, and you know, it, it's, it's tough for me to say, but I think that, you know, there, like I said, there's going to be this kind of second wave of, of issues that people run into. But all we can really say at the end of the day is, I guess it's a great cliche to use. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> is just get out and support people. Yeah. Yeah. Get out and, 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 and we talked about this a little bit before um, we, we started recording here. It's everybody has their, everybody has their, their favorites, right? Everybody has their staples when it comes to getting pizza or getting beer or getting this, that, the other thing, right? It's, it's the mindset that we're really trying to push more so than, specific places. I mean, we, again, we've said pretty much every episode for the last 134 places that we like to go breweries that we like to support, but it's not just those breweries. This, this podcast can be more far reaching than just Pittsburgh places or just the, the Bay area places, right? It's, it's the local people who are doing the cool stuff. You need to have that mindset of, Hey, you know, maybe I shouldn't get Domino's or maybe I shouldn't get Chipotle or maybe I shouldn't go buy a case of Bud or Miller or whatever it is. Maybe I should go pay a little bit of extra money knowing that somebody busted their ass to make it is potentially struggling because of the pandemic. Maybe not all of them, but, and, and, and who knows, you might not find something that you really like from those people. This is feel good about what you're doing. This is important. Yeah. About, Spending a, a dollar or a dime or whatever it is that you're spending to support somebody that can really use it and, and create communities that we all want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, um, it really comes down to getting to like the thing is like social media has brought us together through this. And I, I don't want to say that we're leaning on it more because of what's going on, but also I think that we're actually making much more meaningful connections than even like a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, whatever it is on social media, right? We're all in this area where we're like spending a whole hell of a lot more time on our, our phones, our computers, our iPads, whatever you got, you're, you're spending a hell of a lot more time on a screen because you can't just go and sit at the bar and talk to the married couple next to you about their day and, you know, discover like, oh, these people just tried that new French place down the street or that new bakery that just opened up in Etna or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. It's, it's really becoming this like social media is a tool and not just your projection of yourself. Right. Like it, it's actually like doing what it was supposed to do in the beginning anyway, which is crazy. Yeah. And there are definitely, I, I think at one point in the past week, we did talk about how we wanted to just completely shit on Instagram <laughs> yes. and how much it sucks. <laughs> but it can be very powerful if used in the right ways. And, you know, again, you should be cautious about the way that you're using it. I mean, there are definitely a lot of evils associated with it. I mean, you get ads even though you didn't search for anything in particular on Instagram or anything like that. But it's, 
it's important, I think, to make those connections. For me, it's been so important for me, even in the last two years before the pandemic really got kicked up uh, in March of last year, where we've been doing this podcast remote. I've been doing this podcast remotely for, for really going on three years now yep. because I moved shortly after we kicked it off. And that is, is sort of what keeps me going in a lot of ways is being able to, to like connect with the people that I know, especially, but also finding places that are local. I think where I wanted to sort of spin off from what, what we've been talking about, just, just to make a quick point here is if you find a restaurant online, right, it's, it's very difficult because you, you have to pay for Yelp to promote you and Google to promote you and this and that and the other thing. It's very difficult for a lot of these small businesses to, to like fork up that money knowing that they need to put a lot of their efforts into buying good products and making good products and paying the right people and, and trying to staff up as much as they can. What I want to really push through is if you can find some place that is within driving distance of where you are and delivers on Grubhub or, or any of these delivery services, uh, go to the place, Yeah, order it on the doorstep, call in, say, hey, I want to order this. Let me pick it up myself. Please do not feed Grubhub Uber Eats. I mean, there are so many things wrong with the way that they, they do stuff. And it's DoorDash, good. I mean, it's, Postmates. It's convenient. Door, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All, all of the, the platforms. It's great. I, I, I do use it. I mean, I have to admit to it. Everybody does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when it comes to these local places, if, you're, if they're on DoorDash – if they're on Grubhub, if they're on whatever platform you're using, they also have a phone. Try to call them. Yeah. Try to call them. <laughs> try to order it. Pick it up directly. Go go there in person. Order it. Wait 25 minutes for them to cook up whatever it is that you're that you're doing. Like, I, I it, couldn't it agree more. Because you you're paying too many fees. I mean, again, it's all about convenience. And those those companies are great when things are great, right? When 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 it's not in the middle of a pandemic, those companies are awesome. Like it's it's cool that that they get the word out about a lot of these people, but they're not giving enough money back to those small businesses to warrant ordering uh, like a $25 meal on Postmates only for Postmates to take, you know, 15 to 20% of it. Or more. Or more. So that's all I want to say, I, I think, to sort of round out the, the local conversation, um, which will continue to be had and, it should you know, be. It should continue to, get, to be had. Honestly, yeah, course, that's course. we're and not going to stop talking I mean, about it. If you don't like that, perpetually, it will. Then don't fucking listen. Like I, I don't care. Honestly, like you, you should be supporting local. If you're not, you're being a dickhead. Period. We we will die on this hill, and I, it's a hill that I'm I'm happy to die on because it, it's it's the reason that I like living where I've lived and supporting the people that I've supported. And you know, you find cool people to hang out with. You find. A lot of friends, even if if you go to a certain place enough, I and mean, it, it, it's it's a it's it's what makes it fun to to go out and and grab a beer after work. It's what makes it fun to spend a Saturday hopping around to different breweries because these people really enjoy what they do and 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 put their heart and soul into it. Right, and people need to really start appreciating that even more so than they have. And I get that it's, it really has been a big movement and you love to see that during the pandemic, but I, I just hope that people take this to heart and continue it after everything is kind of settled. Yeah. And I, and I uh, want to just uh, put a little, 
bow on the end of this here. I myself am quite the extrovert, I think. Uh, I have no problem talking to anybody. I work in sales, for Christ's sake, you know? It's one of those things. You just kind of, you have to do it. And that's something that, like, like you said, going out and, and sitting at the bar for a couple hours or going to a couple of breweries on a Saturday or whatever, to me, it's not even about the product. It's about the experience. It's about the people around you. It's about being in that scenario. And that's something that drives me nuts about sitting at home every fucking night, making my own meals and like that kind of thing. Like I just... I, I long for some sort of community and some sort of like being able to bump into somebody on the way to the bar and oh my, oh my bad dude like uh, oh you know like the the midwestern uh, hello is oh you know but and yeah and the and the face you know, yeah the face that we all give everybody as we walk by uh, yeah I, I I couldn't agree more it's it's something that we've we've really like uh, anchored ourselves in in the last few years, at least for us, me and, you know, me and Alex, uh, especially, and you, I mean, you've been of drinking age for a little while longer than us. And are you calling me old? Well, you are old. I, I'm, I'm excited because you're, you're like getting within shouting distance of 40 and I have so many great jokes to play on you when you turn 40. Oh, that's a, that's a weird, Which is that's a weird hill to die on, but at least you're dead. Really? Really wild, really wild to say out loud that you're you're getting up there. Um, <laughs> All yeah, right, it's it's just like something that we love to do. It's something that you know I will I would love to talk about for the rest of my life and try to convince people to to do more of and and I you know in a lot of ways I'm trying to get my friends to to do it as well. Right, it, it's it's something that that everybody can be a part of in in the most you know minute ways. Right. There, there are things that you're always going to go buy at Target. You're always going to go buy at Walmart and stuff like that. But there are things that you can get elsewhere that are probably of better quality and made by somebody who actually gives a fuck. One of the, uh, one of the things that I will throw out there is the um, – so every grocery store that you walk into, the big box guys, you know what I'm talking about, like the Giant Eagles, the, the Shop and Saves. The, the Costco's, the yeah. Safeway. Every, right. every single one of those has their – deli and bakery and meat department and seafood, you know, like on the wall, big and, you know, go to a local butcher shop, go to a, you know, find somebody that makes like artisan cheese or, you know, like that or artisanal cheese is what I mean. Uh, you know, something like that, like that's, that shit just blows my mind because that's all you had a hundred years ago, right? You went to Bob's butcher shop to get your pig for the week or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Like that type of stuff is coming back. That's awesome. Let's fucking go. You know? Yeah. Listen, I want to, I want to give a quick shout out to Dave's meats in Mars, Pennsylvania. Yes. It's the best butchery that you'll ever find. (laughs) You'll ever go to. Um, if you're vegan and you're listening to this, I apologize, but you got to go to Dave's Meats. Um, so Dave, I'll tell you what, Dave's Meat is the best meat I've ever had. I you can't beat Dave's Meat. Um, <laughs> the, the, so the thing that I've noticed, um, and we we've tried to cap off this conversation, and we have done a very poor, job very poor. Continue <laughs> to go on. The the thing that's cool about uh, living out in California is is the weather is always nice. Uh, people are constantly farming all kinds of stuff. You can find fruit stands and and like stands with all kinds of bullshit that you'd never expect. 
in the middle of, you know, fucking God knows where, down in Gilroy, California, which, uh, shout out to the beer that I'm drinking. Oh, let's talk about the beer you're drinking. Let's do it. Let's weave that in. Yeah, let's do it. Nick loves this. I do. I really do. Like cutting, cutting into what we're trying to get across, (laughs) uh, and just jumping into the beer. Uh, this is a place called Promised Land Brewing, uh, Gilroy, California, which is a little south. Um, it's from me, it's on the way to Monterey. So I passed it quite a few times. It's actually where um, they host like a big uh, garlic festival every year. Interesting. I, I think it's every year. Um, I'd be in for that. And I know some people that ha- that grew up in Watsonville, which is very close to Gilroy, which uh, Watsonville is, is known for strawberries. Um, but anyway, they have a lot of cool stuff down there. Uh, Promised Land. This is called Beyond the Sun. This is a Dippa. This is 9% alcohol, which I typically don't like drinking alcohol that's uh, higher than like 7%. So like I'll have like an IPA every once in a while or like a, you know, a pale ale or something that's on the lower end of the spectrum during the week. But I didn't have anything else. So to try to, you know, keep with the theme of the podcast, I I figured I would just drink one of these. Uh, It's very good. Uh, It's Generally speaking, not my favorite beer that I've had out here, but it's pretty solid, and and I, I'm very much uh, appreciative of being able to have access to all these different breweries from California because there are a shit ton. Yes, um, I'm going to be doing uh, a nice little tour of California in the next couple of months here as I get some more ability to have some time off. I'm going to take a trip down to Southern California, which is in a lot of ways the mecca of craft beer if you're familiar with Southern California at all. Yeah, I would say that's a, that's a very uh, astute observation. It, you know, <laughs> it, there are so many like big time hubs throughout the U S but I feel like when people think of it, it's like New York has a ton. Southern California has a ton. I mean, obviously these big metropolitan areas, Chicago, you know, uh, like Austin, Texas probably has a massive one, you know, San Francisco, not so much. I mean, I feel like there, there are you know, different things that San Francisco is known for. But there's still some really good beer, beer out here. California, just as a state in general, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. But um, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to that. I think that really where I was going with that was there are so many like little kind of like hole-in-the-wall places that you can find, food stands, farmer's markets, things like that. I mean, again – you're, you're never doing yourself a disservice by spending a dollar on somebody who is really taking care in what they're producing. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I can't say it enough. Put it on my fucking gravestone. <laughs> That's the sentence. I don't need to say anything else. All right. Well, Jake, let's uh, – so I'm going to talk about what I'm drinking real quick here, and then we're going to shit on Instagram. So I have the uh, second iteration – of a dancing gnome collab that they did with uh, Over the Bar Bicycle Cafe called Gravel Grinder. It is a 6.6% IPA. And this is honestly, uh, before the watershed, this is probably my favorite IPA that's not like one of the standards that Dancing Gnome puts out because this beer is fucking phenomenal it's super easy to drink it's a lot of flavor but it doesn't feel heavy um it's just a just a great drinker so i'm sitting here uh very much enjoying this four pack that i grabbed over uh the last couple days here uh they still have it in the store so jump on 
Dancing Gnomes uh, shop online, grab one for pickup, or look for it at your local distributor because they're distributing now. Um, they also announced on their podcast, uh, Good But Not The Best, the expansion of Dancing Gnome is going to be happening. So I want to get into a little bit of beer news before we bash on Instagram, but the... Uh, yeah, so Dancing Gnome is uh, working on their expanded location, which is basically like an extension of where they're at currently because it's literally across the parking lot in the back behind the uh, VFW. So that's exciting news. Uh, they're going to be, I guess they're they're getting up to a point where they're going to be able to put out like 10,000 barrels a year or something like that, which is way more than they're doing right now. So very exciting, very cool. Apparently, the, the word on the street is that they're going to be turning the original taproom into a logger house, kind of like how Cinderlands did. So that's cool. Uh, speaking of Cinderlands, other news, they announced their spot in Wexford and where it's going to be. So it is on Warrendale Bain Road, and it is very much a Cinderlands location. It's a very cool, very tiny kind of spot. They have 12 taps. They're going to be ready to go with uh, takeout beer, I think, starting tomorrow. So uh, that would be February 19th, uh, for those of you who are listening later than I put this up. But, the uh, yeah, so they're going to have to-go beers right away, and then in the next couple of weeks here, they're going to have dine-in service, and they're going to be ready to fucking roll. So very exciting for Cinderlands to be out in the north. uh, And really just, like... Cinderlands makes some fucking great beer and I feel like they get overlooked all the time. Like they just have that like kind of in the middle kind of flow, but their stuff is top tier. So if you haven't had Cinderlands and you're listening to this podcast, why the fuck not go get some, but really excited about their spot. I I can't wait to check it out. Um, Other than that, I don't know of any other news that I thought about before we started this. So let's shit on Instagram, Jake. I I'm, Always ready to shit on Instagram. <laughs> uh, All right, let me let me wait 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 wait. Let me let me start this off because I feel like I need to say this first. Okay, uh, let me be the first to tell you that our Instagram is not the most well curated or the best account to follow or the most consistently posting account on the internet. Okay, we are terrible. We the only reason we want to shit on Instagram is because you're wasting fucking beer. So Jake, let's get into it. So I think that we should commit starting right now to boosting our Instagram game. Uh, it's not hard. I have a really nice DSLR camera that I can use to take some nice pictures of some of the beers that I'm drinking. And I will promise to do so once I get out and buy some beers that are worth taking pictures of. <laughs> we, so Beyond the Sun is not worth it. I think that we prefaced this a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? The end. It of was last, last week. week, yeah. So my biggest pet peeve when it comes to Instagram, all right, maybe not my biggest pet peeve when it comes to Instagram because Facebook in general is not really a company that you should be supporting a lot because of things that have come out in the news in the last couple of years that if you don't live under a rock have heard about. But I do want to say the people who are like strictly out on Instagram looking for clout when it comes to craft beer are truly some of the worst people that I've ever seen. 
I think that the the really cliched at this point move to over pour beer and like explode cans and make it look just like extremely outrageous as you over pour something and waste beer is the worst thing that you can do. And I don't really have a ton of reasons why. I think that it's pretty straightforward why that's a dumb idea. (laughs) Unless you have a can of beer that someone cannot consume for some reason or is half full or something like that, I don't think you should ever be wasting beer unless it's your own product. If you, as the, the producer of the beer, are spending your own money to destroy it in some crazy way to help market your product, go for it. But even at that, why are you doing that? Why do I need to, why do I need to see the beer overflowing a glass to want to buy the beer? So I know that your company is good. I know that you, what you're producing is tasty. You don't need to dump the beer over and show all this foam and all this bullshit. Like, can you imagine the cleanup process? Someone's like, someone drinks like half a beer at the end and it's like, oh, well, I don't know. We're just going to fucking look at ourselves and like ask why the fuck we did that in the first place. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to obviously play the devil's advocate on this one where Jake is going to take the hard line on what we actually believe in. Uh, So number one, I'm going to show my respect for the the craft beer community. And I'm going to throw this out there right now. Okay. We are not bashing our followers, our friends specifically, but if you do this, we think that it's wrong. Okay. I'm going to stand by that because we do think that it's wrong. Do not waste the beer. But again, Jake, you made a good point with the, uh, the whole, like, if it's your product, I get that. That's, uh, you know what? If you made this beer and you want to spill it all over your body and, and make a, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, Britney Spears in the toxic video, like that kind of thing, you know, right. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you want to do with it, go for it. I don't care. You know, but when it comes to these, like you said, the clout, the, the people trying to get followers, there's no respectful way to dump beer. It's just disrespectful period. So, uh, you know, I, I guess on some level I can, I can respect you know, you paid money for it. You know what you're doing. If you want to spend your money and dump the beer, I guess that's your prerogative. But people work hard for this shit. If you didn't produce it and you're destroying it, you're like slapping these people in the face. They want it to be consumed. They want it to be enjoyed. And I, I would be shocked if we, if we talked to any brewer, anybody who works in a brewery, and they told us that they didn't agree with the stance that we're taking. I don't understand the reason behind it. I don't understand the art. And maybe, maybe I'm just an idiot. But I don't get why people feel the need to destroy products. I mean, this, this sort of goes back to, I was thinking about this as you were kind of going through your whole diatribe there. This goes back to when people would just like buy an iPad, like the first generation iPad and blow it up and like fucking hit it with a baseball bat and shit. It's like, what are you doing? What point are you trying to prove? You're, I mean, you know, if you make money off of it, cool, whatever. 
you're not interesting. You're not better than people because you paid money to just destroy a product. People want to take this product and and either consume it or use it for a mean a means that was like actually intended by the person who produced it for them. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I will say there are some very talented photographers out there that do things with beer the right way. And the wrong way is spilling it, but the right way is making it into like, like incorporating the art from the can into your photograph. Like that kind of stuff really gets me. Uh, one of the things, and I, I could not find for the life of me, I should have just followed the account when I first saw it, but uh, Jen, hella beautiful, right? She had uh, posted a picture in her story of probably like three months ago or what, you know, this was way back. And it was a, a photographer on Instagram who takes the, either the name of the beer or the, the can design or something and integrates it into a, very like photoshopped, but not like, it doesn't look like it's Photoshop. Like it's very well done. Right. And they integrate it into their photos for their Instagram page. And I don't think that there's a single picture on that person's page that has a spilled beer anywhere. Like it's all very like, uh, one of the ones that came to mind and, and it's just, I, I know I can see the picture in my mind and it's the, the subject riding the Velociraptor on the uh, Aslan can. Uh, I forget what the name of the beer is right off the top of my head, but something to do with Velociraptor, right? <laughs> and it, it, like, it was just really well done. And like, I thought it was very cool because it's like this crazy, you know, like uh, it's laser Raptor, I think is the name of the beer. And it's like this just crazy, like eighties looking photo, but she's like riding a velociraptor in the middle of it. Like it's, it's that type of stuff is super cool. But the, like you said, getting back to the basic argument that we're making here, don't spill the fucking beer. I just, I don't understand it. I don't know that I'll ever understand it. (laughs) I don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't care for it. I don't think that you're cool because you did it. One of the one of the biggest like uh, uh, accounts, I guess, that I've ever seen that has has used this really all the time is hop culture. Yeah, you know, you hate somebody to, you who hate like, to see it who like really who really appreciate who you would think that would really appreciate the beer, and it's like, I mean, Jesus Christ, these these guys like they they put so much time and effort and work into these things, like. This this stuff is not produced necessarily easily, right? I mean, you you you've caught a groove eventually if you're a really successful craft brewery, but I mean, these guys are putting in long hours. They're putting they're putting their heart and soul into this stuff. As I said earlier in this, like, why would you just go ahead and destroy it just just for the the purpose of destroying it or or like you know getting rid of it? And and, and I don't know. Maybe there's a line. Maybe like. Spilling a little bit is okay because I spill beer sometimes, but I'm like pissed because I'm like, oh, I just spent $5 on that beer and I spilled a tenth of it. That's fucking, you know, 50 cents yeah. worth of beer that I just spilled. That's fucking annoying. Yeah, if you do that every Why beer. Why on earth would you do that? What, like, who, who is like actually that concerned with 
their perception online that they need to do this to feel like they're cool or to get followers. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's like a large group of people out there who actually enjoys this stuff, but I just think you should, (laughs) you should appreciate the product that you're given. You know what I mean? Like when I buy something that I know that somebody took a lot of time to produce, I mean, usually it's like a food item. And I think that's the point. I think that, I think that's where we get to the, the, the actual argument here is do these people pay for the beer? Because somebody like Hop Culture, not only are they getting gaining clout for themselves when they get a bunch of likes on Instagram, but the brewery itself is getting that that uh, residual blowback, right? Like, so you you take a picture of a, uh, let's say uh, Oozle Finch, right? Uh, they did the um, WTF Fest or FML Fest, right, last year, and. Say Uzelfinch sends Hop Culture a case of beer, and those guys—I mean—they drink, obviously, but maybe they're not drinking the case of beer that Uzelfinch sent them. So they—they got to do something with it. So yeah, we're gonna—you know what? We're gonna do. We're gonna joke. We're gonna go crazy. We're gonna take all the adjuncts that they put in this beer. We're gonna put them in a glass, and we're gonna pour the beer on top of it, and just make a fucking mess. Let's let's take pictures. Let's get this—you know—let's let's celebrate this beer, and that's I guess the other side of it, right? Like that, that, that really is like, these guys aren't going to drink all this beer because literally they would die if they drink everything that is sent to them, right? Like people are sending them beer after beer, after beer, after beer. So what are you going to do with it? Okay. We're going to take some cool photos. I guess that's the thought process. So I got to say that there, I, I, I can see where large accounts can catch this vibe, right? But I don't see where the you know ten thousand followers or less people are spilling shit all over the place just to make a picture. Well, again, this is this is just the the problem that I have with Instagram in general. Like, I just I hate so many accounts on there. I hate I hate the way that they do things. I hate that they're trying to sell me something every single time I go on. Yeah, it's a it's we a can, very we can have we could have fifteen episodes worth of Instagram hate. Oh, for, for sure. This, for this specific one, we just want to say. Don't spill the beer. Take pride in what the take pride in what you're buying from these people who are taking pride in what they're producing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Enjoy it because, and and this I mean this sort really ties into so sort of everything that we hate about just craft beer in general, where people are selling stuff and shipping stuff across the country and not keeping it in the right conditions and trying to make money off of it and all this stuff. Like if you if you have access to a really good beer. Drink the really good beer. Well put. I cannot. I cannot expand on it any more than that. Well put. No, I, I agree. Um, again, you're you're preaching to the choir here, but you're also making the point of supporting local, right? Like that's that's what it comes down to, right? There's no reason. I, I okay. Th- I don't say no reason because I get the reason. Okay, and I understand if your buddy wants. Some beer, like Jake. Let's let's say you and me, right? Easy as easy as I can explain this, right? Say you're really feeling lustre next weekend, and you want some. I'm gonna mail it to you. Cool. All right, that's fine because you know the beer, you want the beer. I'll get it to you. No big deal. Always. I I'm the opposite of that. I'm the guy that goes. I need the untapped check in. Give me one of every can. You know that kind of thing. But at the same time. There's there's a lot of nuance to it because I know that Monkish is one of the best breweries in the country. Just from the the online 
communities that I'm part of, the the people that I'm friends with that get it all the time and like all, all this other stuff. But the idea that I just need one beer to taste it and, and, and check it in on untapped is not the way to go about beer, right? I'd like to buy a four pack of something and maybe sit on it for a couple of weeks and see if it gets better or worse or blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Like I have uh, a perfect example right now. Uh, and we haven't talked a whole lot about them this episode, but I have uh two four packs of the most recent release of stained glass ceilings in my beer fridge right now. And I actually enjoy sitting on a dancing gnome beer for a little bit longer than they maybe intended just to try it out. Like, because obviously they do the same thing where they're testing their, uh, quality control. Right. And, and there's something to be said about that because Obviously, you want to know if you're distributing this beer, if it's going to sit there for a month and a half, is it still going to be worth selling? So I'm kind of that, like, uh, I, I don't want to say scientist because that's not really the term that I want to use, but it's but it's kind of what I want to say. I, I, I feel like it's a, it's a scientific experiment to see if the beer gets better or if it gets worse or if it's undrinkable after a certain point, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely, again, you can do whatever the hell you want with the money that you spend on whatever the hell you spend it on. Sure. Right? This this PlayStation I just bought, I could take it outside and I could kick it around and, and post a video on YouTube and maybe make some money off of it. But am I going to feel better about myself for doing that? I don't know. Maybe I will. I haven't thought about it and I probably won't do it, but... I just don't understand the the reasoning behind it. You made a very good point about about hop culture getting sent a, a shitload of beer that they can't possibly drink all themselves. But they've got friends. They have people that they can give it to. They have people. They have contacts in the craft beer industry. Would I'm sure love to try some of the beer from Tennessee or in Utah or wherever it is that they're getting their beer from. So I don't think that that's an excuse and I don't think that that's, that's like a justification for what it is that they, that they do a lot of the times. Just enjoy the damn beer. Buy the beer, enjoy the beer. If you don't want to, don't buy the beer. There it Let is. Let somebody else buy it because somebody else will enjoy it. Yep. Nope, and I right. think at this point, it's a good time to wind down. We have talked about a lot of things tonight. Support local, hate Instagram. At the end of the day, that's really why we're here. <laughs> uh, there's a so there's a line from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and uh, what's the internet? Uh, the internet is a place where people share pornography and bitch about movies, and that's pretty much what we did this episode, except for the whole share porn part. So, <laughs> yeah, I slide yeah. my DMs if you're looking for any. <laughs> All right. So as we wind down here, Jake, uh, I I do want to say let's uh, be sure to support local. The last thing, though, remember, use our code, the weekly recap on shop.fueledbyhops.com to get 20% off of your order. $80 or more gets you free shipping. So if you want to spend $100 on stuff but only spend $80 and get free shipping... Use our code, the weekly recap. Other than that, I got nothing this week. Uh, thanks again for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will have 
more guests coming up. We'll have uh, more regularly scheduled programming. And I'm going to try to get this up tomorrow because it's Thursday night and I got to get it up by Friday. So check out the Fuel by Hops podcast. They've got some kick-ass guests coming up. Um, they, uh, they sat down with Trillium this evening. Trillium. Fucking Trillium. Last week was the brewery. Like, these guys are out there doing the damn thing, okay? Scottro is bringing in some top-notch guests. Ryan is interviewing the fucking shit out of them. Those guys are our partners in crime, our uh, sister podcast, whatever you want to call it. They are out there doing the damn thing in the craft beer world. Uh, Thank you guys again for listening. Jake, I'm signing off. Raise your glass. What do you got? Nothing to add. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Thank you.